Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. America's on fire right now. We can heal this whole city. The Black Panthers are forming a rainbow coalition of oppressed brothers and sisters of every color. These ain't no terror. I dedicated my life to people, I dedicated my life. Neutralize him. By any means necessary. You're listening to... To movie sucktastic. like some bad movie. Oh, Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson. Mr. Guida. How are you? I'm great. Ready for another episode of Movie Sucktastic Oscar Style. Ah, sweet. Yeah, we're here. We're doing it. Oh, there we are. Things aren't uh, not too bad so far. No, no. Uh, things are good. Mm. Um, I haven't I haven't hated a film yet. <laughs> I don't know if that's even coming with this crop. I mean, maybe. How many movies yeah. we got left? Four. It, it's nice. It's nice when there's films that you may may disagree with being on the list, but you're not like, yeah, this is complete shit. Right. Right. And so far, yeah, I haven't seen anything like that. Nothing. Nothing has seemed too overrated to me so far. No. No. And uh, the film we're reviewing tonight is uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Right. Which uh, I didn't realize until I watched both the the trial of the Chicago 7 and this is that there is a small parallel between the two films. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mainly the main character of um, of Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, right. um, I'm sure I remember the name. Uh, Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton. Right. Yeah. And uh, what's the other character's name that was actually the, Fred Hampton? 
and Bill Cleary? No. In what? The 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 one character in the trial of Chicago Seven. He was. We're not reviewing that now. No, I don't have any notes I know. For I'm, that. I'm, ta- I'm talking and I have about no the slight. For names. I'm talking about the sli- I'm now. talking about the slight parallel. But we'll talk about that in that film. You got to listen to that one if you, oh, if you want any information. Well, I mean, come on. Keep going. Well, hold on. I I, I want to get his name now. Now 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 I'm now I'm like gonna go crazy crazy. Hold on. It's right here. I got it. No, I don't have it. Wow. Come on. He was one of the main characters in the film. I, I, uh, Bobby, Bobby Seal. Jesus, yeah. Bill Cleary. Bobby Seal. Anyway, he is yeah, he is names. briefly mentioned in Judas and the Black Messiah, but is prominently displayed in The Trial of the Chicago 7. Fred right, Ham- and, and, and it's the opposite. Fred Hampton is the main character for Judas and the Black Messiah, and he is very briefly... Um, shown in uh, the trial of the Chicago Seven, he's in it, but very, mm-hmm. very little. Right. So, I mean, I, I didn't realize that the parallels were there like that, and it it kind of makes it interesting. And I lo- we're reviewing Judas first because I almost feel like this is everything that kind of leads up to the trial of the Chicago Seven. It, it's a parallel, but yeah, to you an know extent. What I mean? but, yeah, but yeah, I, I get you. There are no, things I, that happen in this film that are talked about briefly in the trial of the Chicago Seven because Bobby Seale is in the courtroom and uh, Fred Hampton is in a courtroom and it's all like leading up to certain things. And I, I liked that. I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, and I'm sure it was not planned that way in any in any aspect, uh, both films. Um like, for instance, this film came out February of 2021. It was supposed to come out in 2020, but because of COVID, it got pushed. Um, and the Academy has decided to allow films to be nominated or to be submitted through February of 2021. And I have a feeling that's why uh, uh, Warner Brothers decided to release it in February so that it could get that Oscar push. And it is nominated for Best Picture, so... Uh, it was obviously it was a good strategy. So th- this film is is uh, predominantly about the Black Panther group. Fred Hampton, who is the um, he's the leader of uh, the Black uh, Black Panther group, and the one character, his name is uh, in the film. His name is Bill O'Neill. Bill O'Neill. That's right, Bill O'Neill. He what he does is he pretends to be. Uh, police officer, an FBI, someone of authority, and he goes into these black clubs uh, or just kind of um, watering holes, hangouts, whatever you want, and pretends to be a person of authority and then steals their car. And yeah. one night, it doesn't work. They, they, they pretty much they catch on very quickly that he is not who he says he is, and he ends up getting pulled over by the cops and they decide to use him as uh, an undercover informant for them and he ends up being an informant for them for a long time infiltrating the the black panther group uh, you okay something wrong with your hey, face hey. no no no. sorry i was, I was thinking about what you're, you're saying. making these sorry. faces while i'm talking i'm like is he okay no 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 i, I apologize i am listening to you i get 
It's okay. Mine's going. Mine's going weird. Mine's go. Okay. <laughs> Please continue. But um, so the story is about him uh, infiltrating the Black Panther group and the things that happen uh, and that, throughout the film, and not just spying but uh, actually uh, running sabotage for the FBI, which was happening with a lot of, in a lot of these situations under Hoover. Right. Oh, yeah. Who, 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 I didn't realize until after I watched the film, was played by Michael Douglas. It's uh, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. That's, you know what I meant. I didn't. I mean, I know. Same, kinda, same guy. It's, uh, <laughs> Ever been in a film together? I doubt it. No, Maybe. <laughs> maybe back in the 70s maybe um, no i did not recognize him as hoover martin sheen uh well i thought the makeup was kind of weird i it mean it was I, but I still didn't recognize who it was oh i could tell immediately by his voice or i'm okay i'm sorry <laughs> you saying should, i was you should be I sorry was... no i'm kidding okay half in jest yeah but <laughs> and this and I, and this is this is one of those films where I'm kind of glad they're making these films looking back at the 70s. Oh, yeah. Um, because we kind of know it because we kind of grew up in the wake of it. But we do have like a whole generation that doesn't really understand how bad it was. Right. And I, and I think these it's, it's like it's not like the, like the Holocaust. We totally understand. We can stop making films about the Holocaust. We know how horrible it was. It was mind numbingly horrible. We, 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 we're done. We, we figured that out. This, I, there's, I, you definitely have a, a section of our population that doesn't know about the Black Panther. They don't know or, anything about what happened. No. I mean, I didn't really know. I mean, I knew bad things happened, but this particular, um, this particular person, uh, Fred Hampton, uh, I didn't really know how, uh, how bad it was, how, how he was treated, and how things went down with it i didn't i didn't know it at all um, i i i mean this is I, stuff I, they don't teach in school i probably they probably would have taught it in school if they weren't so concerned to me knowing what life was like in like colonial williamsburg <laughs> yeah i mean i felt like that was like an entire year and a half of just uh yeah no nah, yeah. oh yeah don't care no nope. and i'm not big on history films I, I i don't care for uh fake documentaries wow <laughs> is, is that a new you know, term Kind of, yeah. I mean, docudrama. I mean, I think that's I mean, kind of what the genre is called for this. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's biography, is what you would call it, really. But but what I mean is like a film with a historic that's trying to expl uh, demonstrate something historically, even if it's about a specific character, in which this case it is, um, or two characters, to be honest. But um, I'm not usually into history films, but these kind of current events history films that are really just like, hey, look, this is what life is. <laughs> it's like, right. oh, shit. I'm, I'm not explaining it well. But I like <laughs> what I'm saying is I like it. Um, I, I like this. Lot. I like this film a lot. Um, I really did. I mean, you're right. There, There is this this period. And, they, and they've made films about, you know, what black people go through all the time. And yeah, still... Sure aren't okay <laughs> and still are going through and you you, you see, every once in a while you'll see a film like this where it's just like holy shit <laughs> well i think i think it's important too that like like you can watch like 12 years a slave 
you're like, oh, it's horrible that something like this ever happened. And right. but the difference is watching this and having like and having someone tell you, yeah, I lived in this shit. You know, not that I, you know, I was, you know, I was born in '73, so it's not like I was running on. I was, I wasn't loose on the streets of Chicago. That's for damn sure. Right. It, it's two years old, four years old, but it was like, you know, this, this, I, you, you want to release a film where at least one teenager says this actually happened. Well, yeah, like, and, recently. And, yeah. Well, and the thing is, if you really, if you really, you know, break it down, just break it down. This only happened, what, fifty years ago? That's what I'm saying. You know, it's, it's and recent, it's, it's recent history that is really not taught in the public schools as much as it should. We only get it through our, our, you know, when our entertainment is part of entertainment is is education. Right. I would say, and and this is one of those good ways. Segregation, sixty mm-hmm. years ago, and I think there's, I don't, I don't know the exact date, but the last, the. There, there's a, there is a town or a few in the United States where they had separate or segregated um, bathrooms and, and, and water fountains and all that stupid shit yeah. uh, up until something like 30 years ago. Oh, you're trying to think of the date it stopped. Yeah, yeah. like there's some stupid – there's like some town or, or a handful in, in, the, in the United States of America that allowed it until not that long ago. Right. Which is absolutely absurd. So, with everything going on now, especially with the the Floyd, uh, Floyd, George, George Floyd, George Floyd, I was right with the Floyd trial going on and everything. I mean, this kind of stuff is just begging to be uh, nominated for an Oscar, uh, and it helps that it's also a quality movie. Right, exactly. Really, yeah. Really, uh, I mean, it really does give you these two desperate characters. Uh, I mean, and when I call Fred Hampton desperate, I mean like as far as like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm stuck in this situation. I'm trying to start a revolution, right? And, and then desperate, desperate for different reasons. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but and we get the we just get to watch the emotional um, turmoil that both these guys go through, uh, and the the Bill O'Neill character, uh, and again, this is based on a true story. Um. The, the film really conveys the 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 emotional moral struggle that he goes through through this. Yeah. So this is up for six Oscars. Uh huh. And the six that it's up against, or or that it is up for, is obviously Best Picture because we're reviewing it. Which, I, 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 it's in the running. I mean, it's in the running. Yeah. Sure. Um, Best Picture, it's up for. Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Daniel Daniel Kaluuya, um, Best Song, Best Screenplay, Best Performance by a Supporting Actor Lakeith Stanfield, and oh, Best hold on. Best Achievement in Cinematography. All right, back up. Best Screenplay. Yes, original. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's underline that there's two categories, sir, and some of us care. Okay. Okay. Um, what's interesting is, like I said, uh, I think I had said, uh, three episodes ago when we did our Oscar nominees that I didn't realize until uh, two years ago that the production company decides how their actors are, you know, nominated by what they submit them by. And I found that out with Viggo Mortensen and, 
uh, Mahershala Ali, um, they they felt that Mahershala had a better chance to win an Oscar by giving him a best supporting, and they put uh, Vigo up for best acting, and their roles were the same. They had the same amount of screen time. Um, where uh, Mahershala probably, probably had a little bit more screen time, to be honest. Uh, this is all why the Oscars are a joke. Well, yeah. So what I'm saying, what I'm getting at is, uh, Warner Brothers put both Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield as best supporting actor. They didn't give either one a best actor, even though they're almost in every scene. Like if. If uh, Lakeith Stanfield is in a scene, Kaluuya might not be, but they, literally every other scene, back and forth, one of them is in a scene. They have pretty much equal screen time. Uh, they, you know, it wouldn't be smart to put them both for best actor because one would probably not be nominated. But supporting, they both got a nomination. So it's all a strategy is what I'm getting at. It's interesting mm-hmm. because... When, when I found out that's how they did it, I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize that." I thought the nominations came from, um, the, you know, their peers, but it was like, "Oh no, no, no! These are our actors. This is what we're submitting them for." I j- I just found it fascinating. Is all. By the I way, agree. your face, you didn't find it as fascinating what? as no, me. No, I'm listening. What? <laughs> I'm just saying. It just looks like you didn't find I'm, it I'm as not fascinating your monkey, the as dance. I did. A I what? don't have to dance for you. <laughs> I like it when you dance for me. Yeah, but I don't have to, is what I'm saying. No, you don't. Consensually. You, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, but it was a great film. It wasn't over two hours long. Um, I think it was... A like hair, six it was like, minutes. The, tra- the, the credits these days are like 15 minutes long. You well, can't that's even what, count well, what, you know, when we watched um, When we watched Justice League, the four-hour Snyder Cut, mm-hmm. and we get to the end... And Mara's like, uh, how much time is left? And I hit it because the epilogue hit. And I was like, oh, there's 27 minutes left. She's like, what? I go, listen, this is a four-hour cut. I said, the credits alone are going to be almost 15 minutes. And I think there were like 11 or 12. So yeah, I was like, no, I was like yes, it says 27 minutes left. But there's really only about 15 minutes left in this epilogue. Mm-hmm. So, but you're right. There's so many people that's that's required, even on a low budget scale, to make a movie. Credits, um, credits can. I think yeah. the. I don't know how how long the longest credits are, but I think Terminator Two, at that time, had the record. Yeah, when I it came out about that, it was like it was insanely long. It was like eleven or uh, ten or eleven minutes, and it was like holy shit. Yeah, I remember so. that because everybody was tripping over themselves backwards to talk about Terminator 2. Right. It was like a weird cultural point. Exactly. So, so anyway, yeah, the movie, it was like two hours. It's not that, five. it's not too long. So no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any film that's like, in, like, and we've talked about this too in, yeah. in Oscar shows past. I don't think there's any film in this list um, that is more than two hours and 10 minutes. I think the longest yeah. film actually is the trial of the Chicago seven at two hours and 10 minutes. I think, yeah, I think, I think that's the longest one. Well, what's interesting. No, no fucking Irishman nonsense. Well, I mean, that's 
That, oh. To be honest, over the last few years, that beca- that was kind of an anomaly. Now, getting a film that's like over three hours for nominated for best picture is kind of not the norm anymore. Yeah, it really isn't. But still, over over the last few years, and we've talked about this, films have been kind of scaling themselves back as far as their run times go. Um, so it's interesting to see that you what you'll find you'll find that summer blockbusters are sorry about that um you'll, what you'll find is summer blockbusters will be in the two and a half hour range daniel can i help you hi uncle scott <laughs> say, say hello to the world hello all right so you'll find your summer blockbuster they they will go two and a half hours you know in that range because the chances of them making money are, money are much better you know, if it's a summer blockbuster, they know they can get in, you know, forty five hundred uh, on forty five hundred screens, and or or forty five hundred theaters, and across x amount of thousands of screens, and it could be shown on multiple ones every hour on the hour, two and a half hour, you know, is nothing. But when you start yeah. going outside of your summer movies, you'll find they tend to not be as long because they need to make their money. They need to show that movie as many times as possible in a day. And if you're over sure. two hours, as you know, Scott, because you used to be a projectionist, mm-hmm. if your film is over two hours, you've now cut how many times you can show that movie in a day. Because it's not like you can, you you know, you can get away with what TV does, where they speed up the credits, where it's like five seconds long, so you can get the next showing in. You have to show it to completion. So, I, I love it whenever you say to completion. Well, it's what I do best. Now, (laughs) the sad thing, I think the the biggest complaint I have against putting both of these actors, uh, Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield, um, under supporting actor, is I feel like either one could have taken best actor just based on that performance. I agree. Although, if, if if you put a gun to my head and I had to pick between of them, I would go with Stanfield. Oh, absolutely. I, I think the performance he gives as someone who is in the position that he's in, tormented himself, you could feel, you could feel how he just doesn't want to be in the position that he's in, even from the get-go. There are a couple Mm -hmm. of scenes where he's kind of having fun because there's not really a threat, but then when it gets serious, you know... You could just feel he wants to get the hell out. He just wants out. Yeah. And no, out of both, out of being an FBI informant, out of Black Panther, he just doesn't want it. You know? And yeah, I, they tell you at the end of the film, they pull what some Oscar films have done in the last few years where they show actual footage of who the yeah. person is or a footage of what actually happened. Um, that's kind of like a, a thing now. You know? Yeah, that's for all the fake all the fake documentaries do it now. Yeah. But people love it, so they're gonna it's not gonna go away anytime soon. I'm not saying it doesn't work. No, it, it, saying... and it did work in this, but yeah. they tell you, you know, you know, what ha- you know, where he is, kind of what he you know, what, what happens to him. And it's pretty telling and, and it really shows how what Lakeith Stanfield was able to portray, how tormented he was in the yeah, position I... that he was in. 
and and uh well yeah and i uh i just think it's an important film uh for this time period i i think Every Oscar season, you get one or two films where whether or not it was intended is like, you know, this is the film we need right now. And it's a cliche. I hate but that I th- cliche, by the way. I, yeah, I, I, hate I agree it. with you. It is horrible. But, I mean, I, I think topically, this film couldn't have picked a better time to come out. No. Um, like I said, with the, the Floyd trial going on and, and even just to illustrate that. <clears throat> and this is why I hate fake documentaries, because it's a film. So you're supposed to have that suspension of disbelief. So for me, it kind of takes away from the reality of that. No, no, no. Yeah. 50 years ago, our government was literally killing civil rights leaders. Yeah. We well, all know this. This isn't new. This is a discovery. We've been we've been sitting on this for 50 years, tell, you know, whining about other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think when it's done right, I mean, it's, it's a nice it's a nice pu- public history lesson, I guess, you know, not being a history buff myself. You know, I I learned from this more than I knew. I knew a bit more than you, I think, but oh, I, I wouldn't. I don't doubt it. I went to college in Vermont. Trust me, I, <laughs> I know a bit more about this than you do. Uh, well, I mean, probably. <laughs> I'm not blind to anything, but only by and, that and much. I, I, I'm yeah. not blind to anything, and you know, no, I, I know stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not claiming to be woke or nothing. You're not. Well, you woke. I don't care. Uh, uh, so, it's a, it's an Oscar film. It's up for Best Picture, but yeah. it's only a seven point six stars on IMDb. Um, is it seven point six? Huh? I would yeah. think this would be a little higher. Me too. I think it deserves higher. You know, there's probably people that uh, don't don't like the content. That, what content would that be? Well. I'm trying to dance around. There are probably certain people that have chosen certain sides that purposely give a film like this not a good review because they're morons. Uh, those people weren't. <laughs> you know where I'm going. Yeah, I know where you're going. Yeah, obviously you're going to have a racist downslide. But I mean, do you really think this is where it's going to be on IMDb? Why would anyone give this anything less than an eight? That's what I'm saying. But you still, know what I mean? You, but, but you can't imply that anyone who gave it less than an eight is a racist. Because that, <laughs> that doesn't I? help. Can't no, I? Can't. Come on. Now, I, I will say that since I'm giving it an eight, I definitely can't be racist. No. So, no, you, you, that's your uh, get-out-of-jail-free card right well, there. I, well, we're going in on this one. So we got this. This is the highest uh, rating we've given for any of the Oscar films so far. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> I think accordingly so. The first two we both we gave both sevens, yeah, which is still I, 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 it's still a high score. It's still good score, but I I, I was still for both of the films uh, that we've already reviewed. I felt they were cinematically uh, uh, blah. Yep, uh, and so that that was the main reason why they got over this. This film is very tight cinematography wise. The dialogue is excellent. Story flows. There's I got nothing wrong with this film. Yeah, no, same here. Same here. Engaging for someone who wasn't looking for the topic. Me, me too. Uh, I, I really didn't, you know, I was like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm not that I wasn't interested in seeing this, but it's not a film I probably would have sought. No. It hadn't no, been nominated for Best Picture. I would have watched it at some point, but I wouldn't have went out of my way. Maybe. Not, and, and not necessarily because of the content, 
uh, at all. I, I do. No, no, Joey. I, if, if if you wouldn't have watched it, you're a racist. Oh, is that right? Okay, just making just making sure. Well, stop apologizing for it. I'm not apologizing for anything. <laughs> what did I say? I just <laughs> said I would. I if it wasn't nominated. No. And, I, and I'm saying it, not that way. Joey, we know not that way. Move I didn't along. say anything like that. I said what I said was that it okay. hadn't, if it hadn't been nominated for Best Picture, I wouldn't have watched it now. Yeah, same here. But then he started going off. I was... I'm going to well, go off. <laughs> it, well, I, I confess from the beginning when we did the the, the um, Oscar uh, nomination show right. that... There was only like one or two films on this I was even considering watching. <clears throat> There's a lot of stuff here that wasn't on my radar until right. the show came up, and I, I always I always welcome that. It, you know, it's nice yeah. to get exposed to stuff you're not just drawn to out of habit or despair. I knew about this film, uh, and the only reason I knew about it was because HBO Max, Warner Brothers, because Warner Brothers own, owns HBO, they released the list of films that they were going to allow to go theatrical and streaming at the same time for the rest of 2021. Oh, this is one of them? And this was one of the films. Okay. Because this was supposed to be, you know, it was supposed to come out during Oscar season, which, as everybody knows, is roughly around the end of October, beginning of November, all the way through the end of the year. Uh, That's when all the major studios will push their Oscar films. Um you know, it's very rare that a film will get nominated before those months, but it does happen. And it's it's even rarer for a film to win Best Picture released before those months. It's just a strategy the production companies have. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I don't and I don't know exactly how uh, they they decided on that. Maybe they felt too much of a short attention span. Movies will get forgotten if they're released throughout the year, but if they cram them in at the end. It's showing everyone to say like, this is our best crop. We're sh- we're pushing it at the end. So, it, it what what it does, and I think what it does is if you push all your films at the end of the year, it makes it harder for them to remember great films that were released before that time period. It means they have a better chance of being nominated. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so everybody does that. Everyone pushes it out because there's. The stipulation is what two weeks in two major cities, being New York and L.A., and you've qualified for uh, a nomination. So, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it, I think that's limited the release. Although, although I, with COVID, I think those have been lessened a bit because you know some movies might not be able to meet that because New York wasn't even showing films theatrically until I want to say two months ago, maybe January. I, I forget. I, I can't wait until the clusterfuck that it is going to be the Oscars caving to the eventual over overtaking of them by streaming services. Yeah, I, they're going to totally eliminate that concept of what a what a what a, an actual release is. They're going to lose that control, and they're not going. It, it's like it's like when. Um, when Napster became a thing, and suddenly the music industry is like, "Oh, oh, we have we have to show we have control." You don't have control. <laughs> you don't. And 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 once they go 100% streaming, the studios have no way to control the actual distribution. Uh, I mean, just through contract. I mean, legally they can, but as far as like trying to muscle the 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 um competition, nah, they're fucked. Yeah. 
Well, and what's interesting about it, um, like with the music industry, they artists don't make any money on their albums really anymore. Mm-hmm. They get a little bit production. Uh, ah, make it on you, the tour. They concerts and tours, and that's where they make all the real money. I mean, even I, I want to say even a few years ago, I, Kid Rock was on Howard Stern, and Howard Stern basically said, "How do you?" Dude. That, How do you make? That was like, what? I know this story. That was like over a decade ago. Is that that long ago? Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah. Well, Kid Rocky basically came out and said, "I could give a fuck if they steal my album. I make all my money on tours." He's just like, I don't make a di- really any money on the album. He goes, "I make all the money on a tour." So that's why you'll see like these monster Dude, tours. You and I are having this discussion while a portion of the populace doesn't know what the fucking album is. Yeah, this is already this this whole this whole discussion is already moot. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We should probably end this episode then. Yeah, yeah. In sadness and despair. Yes. Yeah, let's do that. All right. So this is a seven point six. We're giving it an eight. It deserves an eight. This is a very good film. Um, as of right now, it's it's definitely a leading contender for best picture. So. All right, let's go ahead. Let's do our out music. All right. Um, What is this? Episode 335? You tell me. Yeah, episode 335. Um, And and I I, I did the math. I'm like, yeah, no, we're going to hit 400. It's like, yeah, we'll hit 400 in two years. (laughs) The way we do episodes, it'll be two more years before we hit 400. And it'll be, you know, it'll be like four or five years before we hit that 500 mark. Because we're not that we're lazy. We got shit happening. We do. We got lives. We got work. Kids. It, it's it's the way it is. I, I other shows that can do an episode a week and don't miss one. God bless you. I, I, that to me that that's torment. I I don't think I could do an episode every yeah, single no, week. No, ev- I just I can't. It sounds fun, but I've got a real job. Yeah, so <laughs> you you need a week or two off. You know, sometimes you just you do. Anyhow, um, the website is in the works, but you can go to moviesucktastic.com because that's what the website's going to be. So, you know, I don't want any episodes to say, oh, our website's down. It's going to be working. I'm working. And you, find, and you can find Movies movie Sucktastic on YouTube. We have episodes there. We're streaming on there live right now, supposedly. No, it's working. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have to open up the stream. I'm going to close it. And open it again for the next episode, and the stream will work for that too. Um, so you can go to iTunes, you can search for Movie Sucktastic in your browser. If you want to download, because I'm also working on the app, um, there was something happened with the app where it's not listed in the Google Play Store anymore. Oh. But if you want it, all you got to do is go to moviesucktastic.com/slash mst.apk, and you can download the app for your Android device. Have we have we tested that recently? Yeah. Okay, cool. A couple of things are broken, like the YouTube page, but the audio uh, stream for the episodes works perfectly, which is the most important thing. Hmm. So have to look at have to look into doing something with that. Yeah, I'm working on something. No, me, me. I'll look into the app thing. Oh. Uh, anyway. Anyway. So 
yeah. So those are all the way. You can go just do a search for Movie Suck Passive. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Google, we're on iHeartRadio, Podbean. We're, we're on... Just do a search, and you just listen to us any way you like. That's and if right. You get, and if you do, do download the app the way I said, moviesuppassive.com slash msd.apk, you can listen to the show that way. You can hook it up right to your car, Bluetooth, whatever you want. It's really nice. It's really nice. <laughs> so that's that's our show. Mr. Wilson, do you have any words of wisdom? Uh, a badge is scarier than a gun. I like that line in the movie. Yeah. really did. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.